0: Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And finally, we're brought to you by PrizeFix. PrizeFix is DFS Simplified. Head on over to PrizeFix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And, of course, before you start this episode, make sure to download the SGPN app because it is your home for all of our free picks, podcasts, and oh so much more. Download it wherever it is you download your apps.
1: Hi-ho, Degenerinos, and welcome to the MMA gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network made it up to episode 88. I've been on almost all of them, 83 of them, I think. My associate co-host has been on. Is the only person who's been on all of all 88 episodes. That's a trivia question for you. It really, this really is his podcast, even though I always claim that it's mine. Um, I would be Jeff Fox, your host. Um, by the way, uh, we won't introduce him quite yet. Uh, this episode is dedicated to a very, very special person who is. Um, celebrating a birthday today it's a happy born day to super fan jong uh, from the sports gaming podcast slack channel jong i hope you have a wonderful birthday you're our number one fan and i know you are listening in and waiting to hear our picks because we are going to have some picks on this podcast it's not just going to be a review podcast a uh, um brag beginning about how great we did on the weekend podcast. We do actually have some more bets for the degenerates out there, like John. Um, also, um, John wanted to put it out there uh, to all our uh, Eastern European women that listen to the podcast, more specifically Romanian women. I know uh, we have quite a few Romanian women listening uh, to the podcast that John is single, and and so, um, I think. My associate hosts, I think we made the over under on women not related to us listening to the podcast at about one and a half. So, hopefully, one of those, the one w- woman that listens to the podcast that's not related to us is actually Romanian and she's into, into, uh, Jong. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about him. From what I can gather, um, he's, he's a big gambler. Women always love degenerate gamblers. So, that, that's, uh, that's a plus there. Um, he loves to eat um so he really loves food and i don't think he sleeps ever just by the the his activity on the sgpn um slack channel um and all different hours of the day he's he's posting like um so i'm pretty sure he doesn't sleep he definitely eats uh, and he definitely gambles and definitely listens to us so anyhow have a good day jong and hopefully uh that romanian princess that you're looking for uh, hits you up very soon uh, all right, enough of that. Uh, enough to uh, other people's horns. Uh, one thing that doesn't happen enough in this podcast is I don't get enough credit. I, um, all I hear everywhere I go is how great my associate host is at picking picking fights. And yeah, yeah, he's he's good. He's better than most people for sure. But you know who he's not better than? He's not better than me. I went twelve and two last weekend. Um, so that and that's not a fluke. Uh, two weeks in a the past two weeks, I'm at 82%. Uh, three weeks, I'm at six, 76%. Go back five weeks, I'm at 73% hit rate. Now, that that deserves some respect. As the kids would say, put some respect on my name. Um, that's all I'm saying, uh, and I'm, I'm begging for it. Um, but, yeah, my associate host, yeah, sure, he hit a plus three, 1,300, um, what, six-fight parlay or something like that this past weekend, but um, I deserve some respect, too. Okay, and that associate co-host would be the one and only – the man who can go ten and four and still get beat. You went ten and four two weekends in a row and still got beat by me, Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello.
0: Yeah, but you, you so you you can you win. You know you you got the more <laughs> picks right. Granted, the three pick difference here was a uh, uh, three chalky guys versus me going with upsets, and
1: and we'll get into some of those picks. Well, oh, I, I made money though. You didn't.
0: I, man, that is crazy at ten and four. That that just proves this this, uh, this game plan that we've laid out, where you have to bet hundred dollars on every fight. It's dumb. Um, yes, because because if you can pick as right as I did this weekend and still not make money, that is crazy, silly. Um, but that being said, uh, you can you can have that win today because I am I'm flying high because it not only did and it was only a five fight parlay. My five okay. fight plus 1300 parlay not only did that hit but also if you guys were following along to my props as well uh I gave you uh two props I gave you uh Chris Huggy Bear Barnett by knockout at plus 250 uh that one hit and I gave you Alex Pereira by knockout which was only negative like 115 or something like that but that one hit as well um so you know just Hitting on top of hitting on top of hitting uh, last night. So regardless of whether or not the ultimate uh, victory belongs to you, uh, I'm still pretty pumped. I, I still think uh, I did pretty well.
1: All we do is win over here. Hashtag winning. Um, what were the odds on Huggy Bear doing uh after the match doing a front flip into a split? I would is have that- to say. <laughs> I would have to say if
0: if if you're getting given the fact that he wins, I would say. That celebration was probably negative three hundred because if you've seen Huggy Bear fight before, that shit was expected. Like in, I don't know if you got to see the dance when they were cutting the commercial too. Perhaps better than the front flip right to uh right to his butt cheeks as he did. Um you know, we, we could talk I could put a a whole hour, by the way, on his celebrations. No did you hear did you hear what he said about that front flip when, when one of the reporters asked him backstage?
1: Remind me, I, I I may have.
0: He said, you can blame those damn trampoline places for giving a fat guy like me confidence. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's
1: great, though.
0: That's Very one of the, true. the one of the best responses I've ever heard in my life. Plus, he gives Thank the you. moment to Jean Valente and all of that. Dude, he's – man, I can't say enough about how much I love yeah. that,
1: too. And on, on any other weekend, on, what, 50 other weekends of the year, he would have been – the the star of the show, but no, yeah. he he was nowhere near the, the top of the list for this this past weekend because that was a wild wild event, uh, UFC two sixty eight that would be. Um, and yeah, Dan went ten and four, lost twenty nine bucks. He went ten and four the week before, and only won 57 So yeah, our,
0: our it's been chalky 20, lately. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I know, but, but yeah,
1: but on the year, uh, uh may as well. Hey, kidding this right now on the year, you're at fifty five percent, which is you know which is solid it should be you know you would think you're up a little bit of money or close to even No, you're down almost 3500 bucks so yeah um betting i don't know i don't know if we'll switch i'm sure people don't really care whether or not we're down pretend money or not uh if the hosts are down they just want to know they just want to know who we think are going to win but i'm not sure if we should change the approach for for next year or not but anyhow um we will have some dead weeks coming up at the end of next month we can figure that stuff out but yeah 55% 55% you're still down 3,500 bucks. I'm at 60%, which is what I was gunning for. And I, after my hot, hot, what, month or a month and a half, I am up to 60% and I'm still down 2,100 bucks. So, um, yeah, 100 bucks in every fight. You know, it's fun to have action on every fight, but you may want to change the amount you're betting or, like, do an awesome parlay like Dan and Dan threw out there. Uh, like my brother said, um, he... I told him at your head he's like that's crazy it sounded like he was just like throwing people random people in at the end of it too I'm like yeah I don't know no <laughs> he's like yeah I mean? let's put this guy in and let's put that guy in the
0: only one that I was I was hesitant on putting in because for for those who need a quick recap I took Chris Barnett who I you know I had pretty much tooted his horn leading in I took Ian Gary who I'm sure we'll talk a ton about I took Nasordine Imavov who looked really good I took Alex Pereira who Maybe didn't look good with the takedown defense, but is a crazy good kickboxer. And I I was pretty confident on those four, but you know we we usually like to make it. Well, I said I was gonna try to make it at least ten to one, and I think that came out to nine to one. And I was like, ah, I yep. can't leave it there. Um, and then the next best one I could come up with was Rose Nama Units, and that like yeah. ballooned it. And I did. He, if, if he's saying I was just throwing people in at the end,
1: Rose was <laughs> Rose
0: was a, a throw in, and yep. I, I have to let you know that when the first four hit. In Rose's fight was about to come up, I was like, "Man, maybe I maybe I shouldn't have added that one extra one. Yeah. Maybe I should yeah. have left her out of it um, and just taken the nine to one. Looked at the cash out option, uh, and then it, as the the good people at the sports gambling podcast network say, I just let it ride. Um, so got to
1: let it ride.
0: Got to let it ride, and that's uh, that's what I did there. So uh, glad I did.
1: That's pretty much the advice you get if if you're in this Slack channel. Um, people say should I cash out or let it ride? They're gonna tell you let it ride. Uh, some people will try to like say like they'll give you mathematical reasons why you should let it ride, but mostly it's the gens in there and you know you got to let it ride. That's just way way that we roll around these parts. All right, well you should break down the event and then we're gonna like I said we're gonna get you some picks for some non-UFC fights coming up ne- next week. But first let me tell you about our friends at WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclus- exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, Golf, MMA, WNBA, College Football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet a dollar to win $100 in any sport. Plus, you can get up to Fifteen hundred bucks is a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit twenty dollars or more, whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it two hundred percent. For example, you bet hundred bucks, you get two hundred dollars free bet. Max wager match is seven hundred fifty bucks, so they will match it up to fifteen hundred bucks. And we've been actually giving out some pretty good picks in here. We we gave them what Chicago a few weeks ago. We gave them the Suns and they covered that game against Houston. I think they covered it. No, wait a minute. Yeah, they did. They covered. And then do we have a pick? Do we have a pick for the bonus money this time, Dan? So if we, if, we Dan, have
0: if we have to pick for the bonus money, so we can't take a Sunday game, right? Because by the time this yeah. people's ears, nobody will be playing Sunday. So let me – hang on. I'm sure we have one because we have stuff all the time. Let me take a quick peek at, at the, the basketball lineups for for Monday, which is usually a pretty light slate. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're playing the Nets. I don't like that at all, actually. Give me, give me the Knicks plus four and a half against the Sixers. The Knicks are, like, low-key kind of good. Like, are, yep. the, are the Knicks good at basketball again?
1: <laughs> Possibly. Very yeah. well, but, yeah. No, okay, do that one. You, use use your bonus money. Take that. Take the Knicks Monday night uh, and doing a on WinBet. Because great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From Booster parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport. We have what you need over at WinBet. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer risk for free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. All right, we definitely won some bets last night. UFC 268, even if you didn't win bets, um, you probably didn't leave too unhappy after watching that event. It was quite a event uh, fitting for Madison Square Gardens. It was, of course, it was win versus Covington 2. As I said, Madison Square Gardens in New York, 20,715 people there. Total gate was 9,800,000. I heard 9.9, but it looks like it may have been changed to 9.8 million, which is, I believe, the fourth highest gross ever for anything at Madison Square Gardens. So very impressive there. Um, How many finishes? We had like one stretch, we had one, two, three, four, six straight knockouts, which was wild. Um, and then we had another knockout later on and then the rest were decisions, but yeah, six straight knockouts is pretty crazy there through the, and, and
0: and the fights that went the distance too were not boring. I mean, like, I think, I think objectively there was maybe one fight on the card that I thought, like I watched and I was like, well, that wasn't all that much fun to watch. But like, apart from that, the whole thing was just, there was a fight on there that I would qualify as fight of the, like a fight of the year candidate that didn't win fight of the night. Like, that's
1: yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the boring fight is Gaethje uh, Chandler. We'll, 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 <laughs> go over we'll go over that in a bit. But we'll start at the top. Kamaru Usman, uh, as we predicted, um, and as the bookies predicted, beat Colby Covington 48-47, 47 49-46. Um, I guess the score, I, I, I lean more, play closer to the 49-46. Um, or even 48, 46, he, maybe give him a 10-8 round because um, he knocked Covington down twice in the second round there and then was feeding him uh, shots as, as a round-ended also. But yeah, he very clearly won. I, I saw people, I think I saw some media scores saying uh, picking uh, Covington to win, but uh, I don't see how that happened. Most people seem to have it 2-2 going into the last round, which Usman um, clearly won. Uh, very good fight once again. Um, that's another fight possibly could have been fight night on a an average UFC fight card. Um, Usman is is just too good, at, as we predicted. He's just better than Covington in every area, and Covington was more cautious um, last night than he was in their first fight, and as he is normally, which probably lost him the first couple rounds, which probably to his detriment. But who's to say, if he if he was more aggressive, maybe he would have gotten knocked out right away. But um, it went pretty much the way we expected it. Usman uh, just seems to be getting better and better. I seem to see a lot of hate people hating on him for some reason after that performance. But that may just be de- degenerates that were going for the underdog uh, Colby to come through. But no dominant performance. And did you hear, Dan, that he's the greatest watch rate of all time?
0: Uh, Kamar Usman or or yeah, does Dave, Colby? No, think uh, Colby is no, I, I no, could totally no. see a post a post fight interview with Colby Covington who uh proceeded to get beat by the same guy pretty handedly yeah. twice. Uh, no, and, Usman and,
1: is the boss. The boss said Usman is. So you know seen, what? Uh, I'm, I'm any chance he gets to bury uh, GSP, he does. So I, I, I sure know I
0: know I'm up I'm up here with a Canadian co-host, but yes. I will say it is edging. 12, oh, like yeah. it, it is getting to the point where, like, we at least have to talk about that, whether or not he is. Like, for me, you go prior to these last two fights, this one with Covington, the rematch with Covington, where he raced any doubt you might have had in that first performance. Because the first performance was good, but, like, Colby had a lot of good moments in the first one. Right. I would say even the rounds Colby won in this one, and I think he clearly won four you could have possibly given him five, so I, I and I think that that's the only way you could score this fight, right? Like maybe a ten-eight second. Colby won four coin flip for five. Um, he just didn't have any big moments, you know. No. Like his 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 rounds were that like his pitter-patter jab landed a few more extra times in that round than than Usman landed. So yeah, like I, I think the his ability to erase that doubt with the Colby rematch. His just absolute flatlining of Jorge Masvidal, who we all thought he'd beat, but just not that way. For me, those two fights undoubtedly pass Matt Hughes um, if he hadn't already prior. Now he is head and shoulders ahead of Matt Hughes. And that puts him like, dude, if not equal with with GSP, at least right in his shadow.
1: Um, Yeah. and he's improving, it seems. So Yeah, and so, if this he's is just, hey, what's happening, and there's next?
0: so much and there's so much time too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like he could go out there and just make a fool out of uh, Leon Edwards, he could beat the shit out of Vicente Luque, you know, Wonderboy can make his way back up there and he can beat the hell out of him. Like it, with those three wins right there, as well as like who knows, like a super fight with whoever happens to be the middleweight champ, if it's not Izzy, because I know they said in order for those two to fight, they'd have to be making $100 million. Um, But, like, he's got time to do it, too, and that's maybe the most impressive part of it.
1: Yep, uh, very true. So what is next for him? You think they're going to wait and see what happens with Edwards and Masvidal?
0: Yeah, I think what – basically my breakdown of it is – if Masvidal goes out there and wins that fight, he's not getting a trilogy fight. That's un- no. that, that's really obvious to me. He's got no claim to it. He, right now, Jorge Masvidal's job is to have the most fun fights he possibly can. Um, so if Leon Edwards goes out and looks good in that fight, and I do stress looks good, it's his title fight. The problem is, right. is that he has a tendency to win and not look good. I could totally yep. see them finding a way to get Vicente Luque in there first. Um, cause he's looked really good as of late. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Gilbert Burns put on another really great performance and earned himself another shot before, uh, Edwards is the the right answer should be Edwards. I'm just not sure the right answer is going to be Edwards.
1: Yeah. Salikov is also one five straight, so may he may not be ready. yet. Yeah, but he look, right he looked he looked
0: like shit in that last one. <laughs> yeah. I
1: almost
0: I almost lowered him in my official rankings after that. <laughs> I was like, did he really belong in here?
1: <laughs> yeah. But going back to Edwards, he's another guy that they seem to uh have something against. Um so I, I think he's r- really gonna have to go out there and, and grab this title shot. Obviously, he's going to have to because he's, what, won for what? How many years straight now? He, he hasn't lost. Yeah, he's just uh, never he going to lose
0: for, again until yeah. you put him in there with Usman because he's exactly. probably I, – I mean, he's probably the – if you're saying Usman's the champ and Colby's number one, I mean, yeah. he's probably 1A. He's probably yeah. just as good as Colby.
1: He's basically Tony Ferguson. Uh, what happened to him at <laughs> lightweight? Yep. All those years. So,
0: and it takes one loss to Masvidal coming up that that could end yep. it for him. You know, yes. that would be crazy.
1: And then Covington, it, it, there's a very clear hierarchy in in welterweight. Um, Usman's head and shoulders above everyone, and then there's a huge gap, obviously head, head and shoulders, and then you got Covington, and then there's another big gap, and then everyone else basically yep. is, is how I see it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Just like. It seems like Leon Edwards although you know what Leon Edwards in Oos, or in Covington I might put I might put Gilbert Burns in there too cuz just what he yeah. did to to Wonderboy and it might be like Usman those three and then fucking everybody else um although yeah. although we would be remiss if we had a conversation about welterweight and we didn't say the name Kamzat Shamaev. so Yeah
1: next next title shot watch watch it happen you know, you know what dude
0: that would be cr- <laughs> If you could get him to step in and fight somebody like Basente Lugue and beat
1: him, yep. he a thousand
0: percent would pass Leonel oh, yeah. that title shot.
1: Yeah, yeah all yeah, all he has to do, they, and they do want to get him. Sounds like they want to get him fighting before the end of the year. So, if they could get him up against, I'd say any ranked any ranked person, especially if someone in the top ten, and he does what he's been doing, everybody else, and I can very easily they would, I. I they basically do whatever they want, and they have in the past on occasion put it, it be, off, off for, losses to title title shots, but they could actually be justified if if he actually beat another ranked person.
0: Yeah, and I, I would I would agree that if he went in there and beat, say, like the same way he just beat Lee Jingleong, if he beat Michael Chiesa that way, it's his shot. Sure. It's yep. his shot. Yep, I agree with you.
1: Yep. And then Covington and Masvidal obviously it seems like that would be the next money fight. Covington kind of going into the Masvidal category of guy you just try to make big fights and, and fun, exciting fights, but he's probably not going to get, at least while he's on top, he's not going to get another crack at the gold.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't give him another one. Um, The the weird thing for me, for him too, is that like he he said in the post-fight interview that he thought he was one of the best two or three draws in the UFC. Which is just—I mean—it's got to be fundamentally incorrect. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if he's a top, especially after this loss, if he's a top ten draw, I would be surprised.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see um, what this one sells, obviously. But yeah, I but was shocked by the amount of because of him, though. Yeah, or does I know.
0: So because sure. it's the most crazy stack card of all time.
1: Yeah, but the the cheering for him, and we're the, New York's not a red state. What the hell was going on there, Dan? All the chance
0: I mean. I mean, like, so I will say this. He does bring out his – like, his fans are loud, right? Like, yeah. there there are loud fans for certain people. But I don't think, like, when you, when you call yourself a draw, it's not just, like, you sold tickets no. to go to the stadium. That stadium would have sold out regardless of who was fighting on it, right? Like, that's what Madison Square Garden does. You sell out a fight card. And, like, it's the first fight card in New York in forever, so – the fact that there were people in the stands cheering for him, to me, doesn't mean that he's a big draw. It's the pay-per-view numbers. And, again, those pay-per-view numbers are only indicative of him so much as when you compare what was already on the card and whether or not you consider Kamara Usman a draw. Because, fuck, I, at this point, you got to. He's, he might be the best fighter in the world.
1: Yeah. No, I think in the pound-for-pound um, the pound or the fighter performance rankings I do on – uh, my MMA site, MMA-Manifesto.com. Um, I think he is going to be very clearly number one after after this one. So I don't see uh, don't see anyone anyone um, challenging that for that at all. But still, I, I did not like seeing uh, not not like hearing all this cheering uh, for Covington. And like New York State, like right beside you, and it's right beside me. Like that's not good, Dan. We don't want those people near us. <laughs> Right? <laughs> uh, is is this the the part Golden of the Covington fans? Come on.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, like Colby Covington's. Whether you think it's a shtick or what he actually is, it's like the most. Uh, man, this is why I don't think he's a good sell, right? Like he's yeah. not. He, he's not easy to. He's not palatable to the average fan. He's palatable to like the people who are crazy passionate about him. He is fun to watch fight, though. I'll give him that.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I, I just I,
0: like I really enjoy watching him fight. But you're right, like his fans, they're up there with like the like diehard Conor McGregor fans of being just like yeah. the most nauseating people to listen to.
1: Yeah. Well, I haven't seen, written, uh, uh, read, or listened to a Covington interview for what years now. So I, I really don't. I just watch him fight, and he's fun to watch fight. So I don't really care about the rest of the stuff. But still, we don't want those people by us. Come on, Dan. Not anyway, since
0: it, he was it, not, not since he was on all, <laughs> Top Turtle MMA.
1: Oh, it, he was on your show, really? I don't. remember. Yeah. That. Was that before I, the I, shtick or after? Was that when he I was, think the, was the wrestler? I think
0: it was the shtick emerging. Like I, I think okay. I got like a taste of it, and I, I was, do like, remember oh. him
1: now. Yeah. I think I was
0: like, oh, that was weird. Like I like yeah. wasn't ready for it.
1: <laughs> yep. It Hasn't stopped. Um, co-main event: um, Rose Namajunas when he split decision over Zhang Weili. Um, we got this one right also. Uh, that's minus 300, we got for Eisman. Um Then for Rose, we had her at minus 110. This one, I was, uh, as you were, a little, uh, well, at least you were with putting it into your parlay, a little um, uneasy about this pick. We weren't quite sure, because um, it was basically a pick 'em uh, on the board, um, and I was flopping back and forth. Um, going up to the fight, I'm glad I, I picked who I, who I did pick, though. Um, split decision obviously shows how close it was. I think you very you could easily say that uh, Zhang won the first three rounds. It, um, you could also easily say that she didn't, but um, I, I can I can see the the score saying that that she won that fight. But I think the right person won mostly because we bet on her. But um, I can definitely see the argument that Zhang won the first three rounds and then Rose turned it on in the championship rounds.
0: I so I can see that I gave Rose the second. I, I yeah, I think she me. probably got one of the. Yeah, for for me yeah. it was Rose two four and five, um, which yeah. and I I thought it was pretty obviously that way too. But um, yeah, people seemed to after the first three rounds be like Rose doesn't want anything, and I was like, hasn't she though? Like, uh, and then one judge yeah. gave her both uh two and three, which I, I thought was not the right call. Um, while yeah, I like, uh, yeah, I like did score the fight for her, but like for me. It was 48, 47, one way or the other. Um, right. so to give anybody a forty nine, forty six, 46, what sounded crazy, but yeah, I mean, like she looked like Rose Namajunas looked, I like that Wei Zhang, I like the way she took that loss. Um, cause like a lot of people who first of all said the first fight was stopped too early and was like, you know, indignant about it. Um, then they lose a split decision. It's pretty crazy to see them just like gracefully take it and walk away, but yeah. you know, props to her for doing that. Um. Exciting fight to watch. I, I'm not sure there's yep. there's too much to break down there. It kind of went no. exactly like we thought it would. Razor close, and the the technical striking of Rose Namajunas took over just a little bit more.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, well, we can talk about who's next. And speaking of fighters who the UFC have an axe grind against, it sounds like uh, Carlos Barzo, they have an axe grind against. What, the what is Dana White that? Says she, Dana White says she's not next because she's waiting around for a title fight, and that's not how you do it. Well. She fought in May, so I don't really think she's waiting around too much is what half a year. In other words, that um, means
0: she, she declined she to fight something. somebody on a yeah. on a main event when they needed a main event. Yeah. Um Yeah, which which it, it sucks as a reason to not put her in that title fight. I, I will say this though, while I am really interested in Rose Nami Yunus versus Carla Esparza, which I I think it's a no-brainer, should be next. I, I hope that the UFC is just playing hardball with her and yeah. get her to sign something or to scare her into taking more fights later. And so, like, I hope it happens. That being said, if it doesn't happen, Rose Namajunas versus Marina Rodriguez would be so much fun.
1: Who's that? Mar- Marina
0: Rodriguez.
1: Who's uh, Marina Rodriguez? I've never heard of her. Is she a new Oh founder?
0: my god! You're gonna make me say Marina Rodriguez. Oh <laughs> yeah, she
1: yeah she she's she's very good. Um, five, five and one in the UFC. But here's the thing. You played that fucking so well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Car- Carlos Barza beat her. Carla I know. Al- also, Carlos also beat Rose Namajunas. So like it's like she's obviously the the pick here. If there's any any um. If it's a just sport, which is which it isn't really, um, it's they can do whatever they want. But yeah, she she's Spars the obvious pick, and she's not sitting on her laurels. Like like I said, she fought in May and she's won what one uh, five straight fights, and she beat the champ and she beat the other person that could be in the running for a uh, uh, title fight. Title fight. So yeah, just just make the fight, right?
0: Yeah, I, I'm on your side with this one, but I will say, yep. I enjoy watching Marina Rodriguez fight. How do he get oh, it? sorry. How
1: oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, no, come on, Dan. For the next fight, come on. I told you about this, and like, I don't know why you go out in these limbs. Who who was it a few weeks ago? Um, oh, oh, I went Oster-
0: to bat here. for but yeah, I will and then,
1: it. And now, Frankie Edgar.
0: Frankie, Frankie looked better than Volkanos Ozdemir. Mostly yeah, because sure, he tried uh, to win. Mostly because he tried to win the fight and did win around. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's not saying much though. Um, Ko front kick to the face, and uh, Frankie Egger's one of the only guys who would who's tough enough, to, who would dispute an actual KO, like a clean KO loss. He, he's, like, bounced up right away and disputes it. M- most people would be laid out forever. Uh, this wasn't a TKO. This was a uh, – he actually got knocked out and then was angry that the fight got stopped. But um, another brutal knockout for Frankie Edgar. It's, what, two in a row and, like, three out of four, or something like that. And he's 40 years old, and he's going for a title shot, though, Dan. He's, he's in there for the Bantamweight title still.
0: Have you seen –
1: the freeze frame. <laughs> yes, I have. Absolutely.
0: Oh, my God. For, for the ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast who have not seen the freeze frame of Frankie Andrew being kicked in the face, do
1: yourself a favor. Go look it up.
0: Um, go
1: to the Slack that, channel. It's on there. Superfan Jong put it on the uh, fight channel. On My this. man, Jong. That. My man.
0: Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. That being said, no, I think I will say I did think Frankie looked good. I thought going yeah. into that third he round, he had fine, a yeah. real chance to win this fight. Um, He yep. just needed to get his wrestling going in the third round and he did a little bit in the beginning of the third round. I, you know, leading into that, that front kick, which happened with, you know, only a minute and 10 seconds left on the clock. Yep. He was still in that fight. So, you know, when you have yep. an underdog who's that close to winning that fight, um, I don't, I don't hate that beat. I, I again, no, you know, it, it's one of those ones where, yeah, like the, the favorite was the right answer, but usually we see a lot more dogs than we saw this weekend Win so, I don't mind being on one that was pretty close.
1: Yeah, not anymore. The dog, dogs have been dying over the past couple of months. But, and it was crazy because
0: so to kick off the year, remember we were talking about like yeah. there was like 60% dogs who had hit for the first yep. three weeks or something? And it is just, oof, it is trying to cancel yeah. that out quick.
1: No kidding. So I have Vera minus 180, the right pick. Um, so I got that one right. Um, Frank Yeager needs to retire. If you ask me, he's the the thing that kept him going for so many years was was his his chin and how he could never be finished. But at three out of four fights, he's been stopped. He's been clean knocked out in the past two, um, pretty bad uh, in, in the one earlier this year. Very bad the one earlier this year. This one should have been bad, but somehow he, he <laughs> recovered very quickly on it. But yeah, it, it's not going to improve uh, for him. Like he, all you have to do is study the careers of, of any any fighter. You uh, you don't get Glover Teixeira is the um, is the rarity here, and he hasn't been knocked out as bad as uh, as Frankie has been most recently. Plus, like all the talk heading in that uh, he still thinks he's a title contender, like they they shouldn't be letting him fight anymore.
0: Yeah, well, in in that, that you you basically outlined my like multi step process for <laughs> asking for a fighter to retire because yeah. I'm not one of those people who's like they need to hang it up. But, like, my my caveats to saying they don't need to hang it up is usually, well, first of all, are they being knocked out in a way that their brain is going to, like, turn into mashed potatoes? Like, and boom, Frankie checks that box, right? Like, the Chuck Liddell yep. box, if you want to call it that, right? Yes. Chuck Liddell yes. getting knocked out by Rich Franklin was like, oof, Chuck, dude. Um, Chris and, then Wyman. The,
1: and then the She's other underpired. one,
0: yeah, but then the other one is not only is, is your brain getting turned into mashed potatoes, but also, like... What are your career aspirations at this? Right. Um, do they align in a realistic way? And if both you're getting knocked silly and your career aspirations do not line up in a uh, meaningful, smart way, then like you, that's a. Those are two telltale signs that you need to get out of there. Um. <laughs> like like you know like you take somebody like Sam Alvey and people are like he needs to retire. He's lost a bunch in a row. Or they need to buy like. He's not going out there and getting starched, and,
1: and like and he's fighting a, a good level of competition. He's not he's fighting, fighting a, younger top of the division guys.
0: Like he's fighting a good level of competition? He's not going out there after each loss and being like, "I won that fight by a mile." Where's my title <laughs> shot? You know, like he's just out there. He's collecting his paycheck. He's putting fun ass fights on, or you know, usually fun ass fights on. And then like he knows where he's at. Frankie doesn't know where he's at, and maybe it's because he got kneed in the head with a knee that was going 7,000 miles an hour by Corey Sanhagen.
1: Yeah. Well, your, your boyfriend, uh, um, Andre Oloski, is the perfect example. He's Right. Not talk, talk about title shots, and he's actually changed the way he fights so he doesn't get destroyed, uh, right. knocked it's out. Right, act- exactly. Yeah. That's the key. But anyhow um, – can't wait to see your next fight, Frankie Edgar, because I'm sure he's not going anywhere, and I'm sure they're going to keep giving a fight. So that's, that's the way it goes in the sport. So I will continue to fade you, and, um, yeah, good luck to you. Godspeed. Uh, next fight, Dan got wrong also. <laughs> good fight, though. Uh, Shane Burgos beat Billy Quarantillo, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. On a normal night, this would have been in the running for for fight of the night. Um, but,
0: it's in you know, the running for fight of the year right yeah, now. <laughs>
1: the, very good fight. A very, according to it, it basically went the way we could have envisioned it going. Um, except you were hoping Billy, Billy, he would have his hand raised, but you know, he, he was a dog and he was in the fight the whole time, but um, Burgos back to form and, and got himself, uh his, got his hand raised for the first time in like two years.
0: Billy, he looked good boxing too. I, yep. I know he was doing work with Antonio Tarver leading into this fight. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that that's obviously helped him because I I really saw this as like a striker grappler matchup where I didn't have a lot of faith in his hands uh, and his hands look good. Um, so while it sucks to see him lose, and especially when you had him picked, uh, you know, good on Burgos. It's good to see him back in the win column, and and damn, yeah, like. If that fight didn't precede the fight we're about to or uh, you know, come after the fight we're about to talk about here, my goodness, would we still be talking about Burgos Burgos for days afterwards? But instead yep. we're gonna switch gears real quick and talk about Justin Gage and Michael Chandler. <laughs> Justin
1: and Michael Chandler, as as expected, um it was a war. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, thirty twenty seven for Justin Gage We had him pegged to win this one it pretty much was what we expected slugfest and we said gaethje we have more faith in in him being able to hold up and withstand the onslaught which he did but um let's take enough away from michael chandler who also he was um also was um was more more than more than tough enough for the fight um begging basically begging gaethje to hit him even more it was almost like um a hockey team pulling the goalie, even though they're losing 10 nothing. saying go ahead, score some more goals. Because he was, he was egging uh, Gechi on, and Gechi was obliging and lighting him up. Um, but yeah, heck of a fight. Gechi's should be getting the next how to fight after this. And Chandler's basically cemented himself as a action fighter fan favorite, and he's punched his ticket for a bunch of fun fights going forward, I'm sure. Once yeah. he's properly recovered, obviously. I, I, he will took a say, beating.
0: I will say... It was a really weird thing for him to, like, drop his hands and, like, encourage action, right? Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, first of all, people do that in fights where they're losing to try to draw somebody into a firefight, right? Like, I saw – you you might remember Chris Lieben did that fighting Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping fought, like, a crazy point fight and didn't engage, and Leben just put his hands down and let Bisping punch him in the face. And so you do that to goad them into a firefight. When you feel like they don't have the power to knock you out, and you know it's a stitch effort to try to get them into that firefight, that was so fucking dumb on Chandler's point. Because <laughs> so, look, first of all, he wants to fight you in a firefight. He's not backing away from it. He's he's very obvious that he is just going to do that anyway. You don't need to goad him into it. He's already no. doing it. And number two is he can knock you out, dude. <laughs> like, like he's yep. he's proven multiple That's times in does. this <laughs> one fight. He, like, nearly knocked Chandler out, like, four times in that fight. Never mind, like, another – so, like, what are you doing dropping your hands other than, like, was he trying to steal Judge's scorecards by getting punched in the head more? Whatever he was doing, it was dumb as hell. Um, But, yeah, like, to, to your – maybe your more salient point here, like, Gaethje is going to get the next title shot. Uh, yeah. whether Whether or not, you know – the, the slew of, of challengers like Islam Magashev or Benil Daryush or whoever you were about uh, yeah, at 155, all of them are getting passed up for Justin Gaethje. It's Gaethje next.
1: Yep. And it doesn't really matter who wins the next side of the fight because him versus either man, either man would be uh, fire emoji, bomb emoji.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, Gaethje I, against anyone is basically.
0: Yeah, I'd watch Gagey fight a, a paper bag on on pay per view at this point. Like he's he's that good.
1: <laughs> and I, I would love to see Chandler um, destroy Conor McGregor next, but I'm sure that won't happen. But no, there's if, no. If, one. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great because he would eat him eat him for lunch. So, um, who would you like to see? Who realistically would you like to see Chandler fight next? Hopefully not for a while though, because like maybe, I said,
0: maybe they can get him back for Black History
1: Month.
0: <laughs> oh God, you know? remember that? That was fantastic. February out. he
1: should be right. Uh, no, maybe he I don't know. If February, if, if he, he he's taking quite a beating. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe
0: they can get him back for the Black History Month special. Yes, maybe uh,
1: good old UFC. You
0: have all of those like like famous like. Yes. High profile black fighters, and you decide that you're going to use Black History Month to celebrate Michael Chandler. Yes. <laughs> it's, so, it's so silly. Um, no, so, uh, you know, apart from that fun joke there about Michael Chandler and Black History Month, I, I to be honest with you, and I know that this fight doesn't make much sense from a, a trajectory standpoint, I really think him versus Islam Makashev is like the test Makashev needs. Because um, so- cause Chandler's wrestling defense is good. Um, you know, he, he showed even though he got reversed in his takedown attempt against Gaethje, like he didn't let Gaethje stay on top of him for more than like half a second. Um, you know, he's shown in the past he's got good submission defense. Like I, I think he is what Islam Makashev needs. Makashev is obviously not what he needs at this point. He needs Dan Hooker. He needs uh, yeah. uh you know, some somebody of that tier, um Gregor Gillespie, he he needs that those guys. Um hey to- uh no, Tony. Ferguson. <laughs> Tony Ferguson's falling into my my Frankie Edgar span at this
1: point. Oh yeah, but I also anywhere.
0: I also think Chandler's kind of head and shoulders ahead of Tony Ferg right now. So, oh yeah, obviously. You know, like, whereas I I think you know like I I think he could fight like some like some of the more competitive guys towards the bottom, like you know the the Brad Riddells and of the world and stuff like that too. Somebody like that to get him back on the right track is probably the the best answer.
1: Because Makachev, it seems like Dariush is going to be, or a lot of, yeah, of people yeah, think, are saying, is going to be yeah, the fight yeah. for him.
0: I, I'm calling that one now. I said originally yeah. that Makachev could jump to a title fight depending on what happened in this one right here. Like, if it was yeah. uncharacteristically dull or if Chandler won, and then also so did uh, Charles Oliveira. You're not going to rebook that one. Um, so, yeah, like... Makashev is probably going to fight either Benil Dariush or whoever loses the title fight. Um, but I wouldn't mind him fighting Chandler either.
1: No, nope. No, Chandler's basically one of those guys where it, we wouldn't mind watching him fight anyone at this point. So he's yeah. like I said, he's, he's 35 though. So it's, and he's been taken a beating. Um, so who knows how much longer we're going to have him. So hopefully they can book him some fun fights, um, before his time is run out. Um, so yeah, that would that rightfully won fight of the night, 50 grand both those guys on the fight before Marlon Barra got the, one of the performance of the night bonuses. They gave out uh, four of those instead of two this week. Um, all right. We'll run through the prelims fairly quickly because we have, like I said, we do have some betting advice for you coming up. But first, let me tell you about prop swap. We're brought to you by prop swap America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs. Why does it still say they're in full swing? Dan, your Atlanta Braves took care of the MLB playoffs. They took care of it. They are the champs. Well, all season long, swappers were making and finding the best odds in the country because they were buying directly from other bettors like you and me. So hopefully some people got some Atlanta Brave future uh, tickets on there because they would have cashed in big. Uh, and if you are on swap, you can cash in big if you use promo code SGP. When you first deposit, Swap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchase on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. So you don't need to win; you just need to improve, like the stock market. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Like I'm saying, um we should swing through the prelims quickly, but. Like I said, there's so many knockouts and stuff, it's it's hard to fly through everything because there was it was a very exciting night. Uh, Alex Pereira, uh, fly a knee and punches TKO over Andreas Um Pretty much what well, we both had Pereira um, at minus 260. I would say it pretty much went the way we predicted it. Pereira definitely needs work on his uh, takedown defense, but once he got himself out of the uh, grapple, grappling and clinch and takedown mm-hmm. situations he unleashed on Nikolaitis and obviously looking forward to seeing more of Alex Prairie.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you nailed it. Just he is a guy who I will not be super sold on if he comes in at negative three hundred or four hundred for his next fight, if the guy he's fighting can wrestle. Um so yeah, I I'm gonna have an eye on that.
1: And the next fight, oh, this was not a good night for uh New York City area fighters. Uh Bobby Green does not finish fights, Dan. Once, uh, I remember this last time we broke down his fight. I can't remember the last time he finished a fight. It was, it's was it been, I want to say decades, maybe decades since he's finished the fight. But he TKO'd um, Ally Kinta last night. What you were afraid of picking, uh, picking um, Al was that he had one foot out of out of fighting, but maybe he has two feet out of the fighting because he did not look good last night. He got lit up by Bobby Green, precision striking. And Bobby Green, like I said, he's not a he's got ten knockouts out of his twenty eight wins, but uh they are a long time coming. I'm checking right now his last knockout, I'm going way to last knockout was a body kick knockout to James Krauss in November of twenty thirteen. Um and his last actual like knockout knockout was I'm still scrolling here. TKO, punches, Ricky Laguerre, uh, King of the Cage, 2010. So it was a decade. Um, but, yeah, he got a knockout last night and performance of the night. He, he looks spectacular and Alain uh, like Quinta, probably the last we've seen him.
0: I hope so because uh, when we broke some money damn it well and, and when we broke this one down ahead of time I said look I'm not thrilled about betting on him but if he comes in looking anything like the old ally Akita, he should have no problem here and he should look good in um, the underdog money he'll look super smart he looks slow he looked like he didn't want to be there he looked like he didn't know how to time anything um it, it, it was a bad ally Akita so if, if he is going to stick around he needs to be in there more consistently. Like this every two year shit is not going to work for him.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I, I was wrong actually, Dan. You were only nine and five, so I, I gave you an extra win. I just realized you uh, you have another loss coming up too. So
0: sorry, oh, son. Like
1: this,
0: is it this next one that I I said I was always gonna uh, I was always yeah. gonna kill this next
1: guy? Well, he, we got he, screwed he by Phil me. Haas. Phil Haas minus three fifty lock for Dan. I don't. I didn't mind losing this one because um, after hearing Chris Curtis on the Top Turtle oh. MMA podcast, cheap plug for Dan. Um, delightful guy. Um, and it's good to see him finally make it to the UFC. And he won via knockout, first round, and got himself. He didn't give himself a bonus for that. What? That's, I yeah, he did. It's, That's ridiculous. it's It's sad anyway.
0: too, because like he deserved. Yeah. He's not even in this weight class. Like he's yeah. a welterweight. He, a welter he, he weight. didn't look
1: too small, really. He, he looked no, similar. He, he, looks to like a,
0: he looks like a like a big ass welter weight. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was that was the thing. And Haas isn't small by any means.
0: No, he's a monster. Yeah.
1: So no, so anyhow. so good anything, on good on him. For yeah. good,
0: good on him for getting that win. You you like yeah. couldn't you you mentioned he was he sounds like a nice guy on the on the show, dude. He is such a nice guy. Like he's just a great dude. And it's like yep. it's one of those moments in MMA where a really good thing happened to a really great guy who nearly retired two or three times. And uh, yeah, you you couldn't be happier for Chris Curtis. I hope he gets a couple more uh, fun wins and fun fights coming
1: up. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, I was thinking hopefully get a couple more fights and maybe get himself into a a second contract and start making some some decent money because like I said, how many fights does he have? Did he have under his belt actually? Uh, That was one of those other than Frankie Edgar.
0: That was his thirty-fifth fight. Yeah i go Frankie Edgar. He
1: he probably was like the most. Maybe Bobby Green had more. Yeah, Bobby Green. No, but he has. Yeah, Bobby he has Green, more Bobby fights. Green has Forty than, or so. Yeah.
0: He has more fights than Jean Volante. He has yes. more fights than Chris Barnett, who also took you know like a million years to get to the UFC.
1: Yeah, you know, the only it, only people with more experience last night was was Edgar and Bobby Green. So yeah. yeah, he had
0: more. He's fought more than Justin freaking Gagey, who used to fight every weekend for World Series of Fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you like to see stuff like that um, come through. So, like I said, I didn't mind. There's two reasons. I didn't mind because, you know, actually three reasons. Good story, nice guy, and it was Dan's lock. So
0: <laughs> It's
1: always nice when Dan loses his lock picks, isn't it, everyone? Uh, hopefully you weren't telling it. So, Dan's 16 and 14 on his locks now, down almost 500 bucks. Come on. Locks are supposed to win. I keep explaining this to you every week, but no. Par-
0: parlays and props win. That's <laughs> true. Par- <laughs> par- parlays
1: is, that's basically what. That's that's the thing. You're all about three pointers and slam dunks, Dan. You're you're all about the the big highlight reel stuff because that's what, hey, that's what's getting you a, a, a adulation on the internet and on the uh, message boards and stuff. So hey, I get it. I get it. Parlays are, are what Dan's all about and flashy uh, knockout props. Um, if you had some knockout props in the prelims, you you would have won a bunch. Um, and then the final, the opener of the main prelims, Nestorine Imov as we predicted. Uh, TKO knock uh, TKO elbows knockout over Edmund Shabazian. I uh, kind of felt like watching an execution that. Um, it went on for a long time because Shabazian's tough as nails, but uh we got Immov for a very nice minus one twenty five number. Um looking forward to seeing more of him and um yeah, I don't know what to think of Shabazian now. He he's had a tough run, but he's also had a tough competition, three fights in a row. Time to yeah. step back at the very least.
0: It was really tough to hear, well, this was a step back, really, you know, like in the first place.
1: Bad matchup, though.
0: Yeah, and it it also irked me a little bit that DC on the broadcast was talking about Shabazian coming to an American Kickboxing Academy to work on his wrestling, and like, that's what you looked like after working at your wrestling for a while at AKA? I don't think he
1: needs to work. I don't think the wrestling is is the issue with him either, but yes, go ahead.
0: I mean, like, some of it is, though. Like, Imovov took him down pretty freaking easily um yeah. and like I mean, that it, was it just his, show
1: on the ground too so yeah yeah
0: and, and like he does yeah he doesn't seem to like know how to get up when he's down
1: he he seems yeah.
0: clueless off his back which I, I mean like I guess that's wrestling I guess there's some jujitsu in there but like yeah his, his defensive grappling needs some work and uh yeah a big step back is in order for him now and I'm super excited to see him evolve. that dude should be ranked Damn near the top 10 uh, when those come out. I, I want to see him against the, uh, you know, a guy in the division.
1: Yeah, middleweight's not exactly the most stacked, talent-rich division, too. So y- you very quickly can can rise up the ranks there. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing more of that. So then uh, early prelims, uh, Ian Gary. It took him a little bit to get going against Jordan Williams, but uh, he got to go in with one second left in the first round by knocking knockout via punches over Jordan Williams. Um, we had Gary at minus 3.75, and he was my lock. So put another, what, 26.67 into the, uh, wind column there. So I'm 19 of 10 in my locks. So I'm still down about 20 bucks. So I'm almost scratching back to even, but yeah, maybe it was the, some of the, um, UFC jitters for Gary. It took him a little ways to go. And plus, plus he's fighting a guy who was basically fighting for his UFC career, uh, having lost his first two fights, but he did get it going eventually. Um, and got himself a knockout
0: yeah i think it's a little jitters i think it was a little um of the old uh i'm used to tooling on everybody and like the you like even jordan williams is a step up from the guys he was fighting in Cage oh, yeah. warriors so yeah. like I, I think a little cage jitters and a little bit like oh shit like i have to pay attention to what i'm doing um but yeah like he's he's gonna be exciting i'll, I'll be excited to see him again
1: yeah, he's young and barely fought, really. Well, that was, what, fight number? Eight, eight of, I believe. Eight, yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah. um, And probably the end of, I, I know you like Jordan Williams, but probably the end of Jordan Williams in the UFC, at least for now, you would say.
0: Yeah, he's he's going to need to win some fights to come back.
1: Yep. Um, And then, what can we say about Chris Barnett? We, we pretty much uh, talked what, about. What talked can't about we him, say about Chris Barnett? What can't you say? He uh, Gian Valente. um Still fat and sloppy. Uh, that hasn't changed. Fatter, um,
0: actually. He yes. was 17. Oh, yeah, he pictures. was. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, Barnett. Uh, TKO, spinning wheel, kicking and punches, and then the amazing um, celebration after the fact. So, um, good walkout, too. Let's give him a good yep. walkout. Good walkout. <laughs> he rightfully got himself 50, 50 Gs, as did Bobby Green earlier on, um, and Alex Pereira. I forgot to mention those. They were the other um, winners. It was uh, tough to get yourself a bonus because there was so many so much action last night but yeah chris barnett um does he have a have a real future in this division or no. is he just, gonna no, be a, just, just a fun guy right <laughs> he's so a big fun. country type fun guy
0: yeah he's 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 like the reincarnation of big country only he's like yeah. way better on the mic and like got a lot of personality whereas big country didn't uh and immediately was hated by dana white uh i think yeah. barnett will be beloved by everybody like i yep. i think he's one of those guys like sam elvie who even if he went out there and lost six in a row the ufc might keep him um seems like a company guy just real happy to be there now and now he's thrown spinning wheel kick ko's which is fucking awesome <laughs> yeah
1: and jean Volante uh retirement match as they say on uh sean sheen says on the top uh on the um a severe MMA podcast. Can't wait to see. Can't wait to see his next fight in the cage. <laughs> after the, there's no after such thing. Retires,
0: yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not
1: in the UFC though. But um, yeah, fun fight. Minus 106. We got Burnett far too, and Dan also had a juicy uh, knock up prop on him. So, and and he still yet he's still doing this podcast. He's still slumming it with us uh, us people with with less money than him. So there you go. Um, Justin Jacoby. This was um. Late replacement stepped in, minus 350. Um, basically, piece apart, John Allen on the feet. In a kick. You don't really want to get in a kickboxing battle with Dustin Dust Jacoby, but that's what the John is.
0: John Allen seemed to want to, though. Yeah, he, for some like, reason. He, yeah. he didn't want to shoot a takedown. No.
1: 29 28, 29 28, 30 27 for Jacoby. The night kind of started off slow, but we had three straight. Um, Decisions, and then. But that was really, that was. Really Jac- Jacoby's
0: was a fun fight, though. Yeah. Like, he, he, that that was, uh, you know, really fun to watch. And in one of the last two that we're going to talk about here, was fun to watch as well.
1: Yeah. Plus, Jacoby, this is a very nice. Uh, he's he's another one of those nice stories. Got cut from the UFC after going on two. That was a long time ago, too, wasn't it? That was like
0: ten years ago. So. Yeah, and, there you a go. Decade ago, dude. Like, and now uh,
1: second stint, four one in the UFC. So, and they, he
0: said that on in the backstage interviews, he said on Sunday, uh, he was elk hunting uh, in a place that had like no service, uh, and he was drinking a beer around the campfire. And uh, his buddy got a phone call because his buddy had a little bit of service, and it was his wife being like, "Hey, you you got a fight offer?" Um, just trying to reach him at this in the like in fight week uh, <laughs> yes and, and like he took it anyway like a crazy person but uh it's a damn good thing he did because i love watching justin jacoby fight super nice guy like you said good story and now undefeated in five fights in the ufc
1: yep moving on up in light heavyweight like just like middleweight not super deep talent rich division so you can make some noise if you keep putting uh some w's on the board uh melce baghazarian minus 325 we had him um and he beat Bruno Souza, who came in overweight by, what, 2, 2. 4 pounds overweight, uh, technically. 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. you have much to say about this one? No. Anything a, to say about this one? It was,
0: no. it was not a fun fight.
1: <laughs> nope. But we <laughs> want it.
0: The only not fun fight, um although I do love Bill and it It's just a bad style matchup, I think, ultimately.
1: Yeah. And then the opener, I shouldn't have trailed Dan here. I blame him for getting this one wrong. Um, C.J. Vergara uh, not only lost, he also came in fat. Uh, what He was what, technically 1.4 pounds over, overweight because they were given uh, a weight, an extra pound allowance. So uh, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28 lost to Ode Osborne, who all of a sudden he – what we were saying, the issue with him is he never would use his length properly. All of a sudden he decided last night he was going to start using his length uh, properly. He,
0: he didn't in the third round. He sucked at using his length in the third round. Nah, he didn't just lose. He almost got finished in the third round. So uh, (laughs) another one of those fights like the Frankie Edgar one, where I still do feel good. He like right up into the last moment, it felt like Figaro was in this fight. And and granted, when they went to the judges, you were like, ah, well, he lost one and two. Um, you know, your your biggest hope was that he got a third because it it was that. But it wasn't a ten eight third. But it was. You were hoping two judges could have botched it and gotten you a draw. But, um, yeah, like, again, I I don't think a a terrible pick to go underdog there.
1: No. So, um, yeah, so we got that one wrong because Osborne actually fought differently than we expected. Uh, We got, what, Chris Curtis and Phil Hawes. Wrong because we always get Phil Haas wrong, I think. Yeah. It's all real. <laughs> yeah,
0: Phil Haas uh, goes right in my uh, my Michael Johnson bucket where uh, I'm just never yeah. going to get his fights right.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's all I got wrong. Dan got I came to Ron just because he was hoping that and Billy there was too. still some left some fight left in him, and there was not. Um, he got Quarantilo wrong. He didn't really get it wrong. He, 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 That fight pretty much went the way you expected. He just didn't get his hand raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edgar, you forgot that he was 40 and gets knocked out now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he did look good wrestling though, right?
1: <laughs> well, imagine that, eh? Uh, maybe he should drop a weight class again. Flyweight, flyweight yeah, Frankie, like, that's, that's gonna that's, be the next thing.
0: Flyweight Frankie, that's gonna be
1: the next. He, yeah, I'm sure he could. He, he's, he was small. He was a small, smaller man in the cage. Well, something.
0: it's it's easy to be smaller than Marlon Vera, yeah. who's a monster at that weight class.
1: Yeah, and he he had some attitude last night too. I was. Oh yeah, he flipped him
0: off. I forgot we yeah. didn't even talk about him flipping yeah. off Frank Frankie Edgar. Edgar. Yeah. So we who who flips off Frankie Edgar? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh, he said it was they were fighting for money, so it was just part of playing head games. He claims sure. I think what he Sure, said, Sure, whatever you whatever. want. Whatever. Anyhow, fun night overall of fights. I, I went twelve and two. Dan was nine and five. I gave him credit for an extra win, but I've taken it away hey. now, Dan. Boo! I'll But survive. still, you, you 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 came close to winning money, and you you had a plus thirteen hundred parlay, which will be your new. That'll be your new crutch when when things go wrong in the future. That'll crutch. be
0: my new. That'll be my new Gerald Muirshardt the third or my uh, Montserrat Ruiz.
1: It will be. Then when we're we're back on Wednesday, we will break down UFC Fight Night Holloway versus. Is it Rodriguez? Hmm. <laughs> Let me think. He's, he's, Yair, he's, Mexican, he's though, Mexican though, so oh, probably not. That's right. Yeah, you Yair Rodriguez. is true. I, I want to call everyone Rodriguez now. So, um, rest of the card kind of. Eh. It's all right. Nothing
0: There's really, a couple I there's a couple I really like. Yeah.
1: We lost Ovin Saint Peru today. He was supposed to fight against Felipe Linz, but he's backed out, so anyhow. Was that
0: another we'll, was that another heavyweight one for him?
1: Uh why yeah, it would have been if he fought yeah. No, they said light heavyweight, so Linz must have been dropping down. Linz is so. dropping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyhow, we we'll break that down with you with the Winnie picks on Wednesday. We do have some Winning picks for you coming up very, very shortly for a couple non UFC events because we have lost the contender series for the, the season is over. So Dan's gonna have to find magic in, in other other realms, which uh, I'm sure we will. But first, prize picks. Have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is Daily Fantasy Made Easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players. Only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any props you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use promo code SGP. So all you users make sure you use promo code SGP. You'll receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to $100. So once again, SGP is the code you want to use. What you do when you're in there, you pick two to five players and then you pick an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and that's just, and it's just basically just you versus projected numbers. So, like, like I said before, when we were picking baseball wines, it was under usually one and a half hits plus walks. You pick whether a player is going to get over um, one and a half hits plus walks. You pick over and under, uh, hit enough, get enough of those. Uh, enough of those, right? You can win 10 times your money. Simple as that. But now we have it for other sports, obviously NBA, NFL, all that type of stuff. So, Price Fix, uh, and plus, you can mix all those sports. So, you can take it over on LeBron, combine with an under on Mahomes on the very same entry. Use their award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Fix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So, don't hesitate. Check out PriceFix.com and use promo code SGP. Get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So go to your app store and download the app today. Price makes daily fantasy made easy. And if you're in the app store and you haven't already, get our app, SGPN app. We're now live in the app store and Google play. We give easy access to all our picks and podcasts. And if you throw up an app review, that would be much appreciated. All right. We wanted to make sure we got you hardcore to gen some actual fights to bet on, um, this week. Um, not just, uh, on this episode, I mean, not just it telling you, um, great we did with our picks at ufc so we have a couple events coming up on friday um, that we thought we would give you some picks on um, and then next episode we will give you the picks for the saturday ufc so let's start with friday first one bellator 271 cyborg versus kavanaugh it is going down like i said friday from hollywood florida at the hard rock hotel and casino um, and it is on Prelims are on YouTube or Pluto TV at 7 p.m. Eastern. Main card, Showtime at 10 p.m. Eastern. And the main event is for the Women's Featherweight Championship, Chris Cyborg versus Sinead Cavanaugh. Um, I will give you a quick breakdown of the fight. Dan's breakdown basically was uh, Cyborg via murder. I'm not sure what the what are the odds on that, Cyborg via murder.
0: I, I think probably like every other Cyborg odd is like negative 2,500.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, if you haven't heard of her, uh, that would be... Actually, I'll tell you the the challenger first. Sinead Cavanaugh, an Irish fighter. Her nickname is KO. She's 7-4 four with four knockouts. 4-4 four and four in Bellator. She's won two straight fights, but she's not fought in over a year, October of 2020. And the champion, Chris Justino, but she's known as Chris Cyborg. 24-2 and two with one no contest. 19 knockouts, one submission. 3-0 in Bellator. All the fights via finish. She's won four straight fights. She was in the UFC before, where she went 5-1, only lost to Amanda Nunez. Uh, she was also 5-0 in Evicta, also 4-0 with one no contest in Strikeforce. And she was the champion in all of those uh, promotions I named. She also uh, was 2-1 as a pro kickboxer. She's a grappling champ. She's three inches taller, has three inches of reach. Um, obviously, Cyborg is going to win this fight and probably be a knockout, correct?
0: Yeah, and and we don't even need to dig too, too much into it. It's not worth betting. Uh, it, it's boring as hell. Um, Sinead Kavanaugh is 3-4 and four in her last seven fights. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing here. I mean, like, I guess maybe she's more marketable than any other option, or they're out of options, but it's, uh, yeah, just... Pass on betting this because most likely uh, you're going to need a big pile of cash to win nickels um, and it's not worth it.
1: Yep. Um, We don't have, um, you want to explain why we don't have odds for this or for the LFA event? We're going to be breaking down after this one.
0: So I think for the LFA one, there's usually just not enough early interest in it. So I I won't knock LFA too much for it, but um, you know, you had, you had emailed me and asked why, why we don't have Bellator odds yet. And, Bellator's, Bellator's matchmaking is notoriously really terrible. Um, you see tons of, like, negative 1,000 and negative 2,000 favorites. And a lot of times sportsbooks don't like to give you too much uh, early betting time for that because it, it leaves a lot of room for them to take a hit um, on, like, bad lines. Because sometimes they'll they'll start a line and be like, oh, this guy's clearly going to win and leave him at negative 800 and the money still pours in on him, and he's negative two thousand five hundred, and they just leave themselves really liable to a couple of early bets uh, in that way. So I think a lot of the sports books have kind of smartened up and, and not opened up their their Bellator lines until much later. So when we do give you these picks on our next three fights, um, I, I'll give you like ranges that you should keep an eye out for uh, that I that I think might be might be ones that you want to bet.
1: You would think they would want to open this as soon as possible to get maybe take a hit on on a few of the the early smart money coming in, but then at least you know you think they would at least be able to get a grasp on what a good line is for it.
0: Yeah, but like for for UFC, it's easy because you have like a lot of fighters who have spent a lot of time in the UFC. But yeah, like that's true. you know, we're, we're going to talk about you know Aaron Pico versus Justin Gonzalez in a second. Mm-hmm. And the problem with this fight is is that Justin Gonzalez has like. One fight in Bellator so far, and he's fighting one of Bellator's like hottest commodities. Yeah. So like, it, it's hard to think like, do do people have any faith in him? Is his twelve and zero record actually good at twelve and zero? Like, there, there's so many yeah. things to ask about it.
1: That's true. All right, let's move to the co-main event first: heavyweight Linton Vassell who uh, versus Tyrell Fortune. Uh, Vassell's nickname is the Swarm. Um he's twenty and eight with one no contest. Eight knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out himself four times. He's nine and five in Bellator. Um, used, he used to be light heavyweight, I believe. Right? He or, did. I in fact. Yes. yes. Most of his career has been light heavyweight, actually, except for the last few. Uh, he's won two straight fights, both via TKO. Uh, however, there, they they've, were or is only two wins over his last five. He lost three straight before that. He, like I said, former light heavyweight. He's the UC MMA champ. He was the OMMAC champ. I'm not going to ask you what either of those are because you don't know either of those, correct? Not off the top of my head. He's $200, five inches of reach over Fortune. Fortune, 11-1 and with one no contest, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once himself. He's won three straight fights, two straight via TKO. All of his fights have been in Bellator, so he's, you would think, I was going to say he's had nothing but high-level competition, but, uh, you know, it's Baluchar, so who's to say? Seven years younger. Um, so, if you want to give us a quick breakdown, who who you think the pick is, and what a range uh, a range would be good to bet this person in. So I
0: I think it's going to be Fortune as a huge favorite here. Um, You know, you mentioned he's an actual heavyweight vassal, wasn't usually. You also look at the type of people who beat Vassal all the time, and it's wrestlers, like King Moe's got to win over him and and people like that. So for me, Tyrell Fortune, obvious pick here. He's a really great wrestler. He's going to get it done here. Um, I I would say he's probably going to open in the negative 400 range. Um, So you're going to want to jump on him as quick as possible if you do want him. But I'm way more interested in here uh, is one of the finish props. Um, Like, uh, him by KO here is probably the way to go. But also, like, he does have a couple of uh, submission finishes. Granted, one of the submission finishes was he punched Matt Mitrione until he quit, and that was a submission technically. Um, But, like, I, I like him by KO here probably. And when you get that prop, it's probably, that one's probably worth playing down in the, you know, close to even money kind of number.
1: All right, there you go. Uh moving on to featherweights, the aforementioned Aaron Pico versus Justin Gonzalez. Um Pico eight and three, six knockouts, two submissions. So everything is a finish for him. He's been knocked out himself twice, so two of his three losses have come via knockout. All of his fights have been in Bellator. Uh he's won four straight fights, all via finish, obviously, because all he does is finish fights. He also was a championship wrestler, a championship boxer, a championship pancreation fighter. Um, he's fighting J-Train, Justin Gonzalez, 12-0, four knockouts, one submission, one-0 in Bellator, one-0 on the Dana White Contender Series, and in former LFA champion. So is Gonzalez a legit prospect here or a legit challenge for Pico? Yeah, he's
0: he's really legit. And um, it's interesting because it's been a while since they've given Pico a real step up. Right, because yep. uh, you know, Pico in his early career, you know, he fought good people. Like, he lost to an eight and two guy in his debut. Um, and then they they pumped the brakes a little bit by having him fight Justin Lynch and Shane Crutchen. I guess Shane Crutchin's kind of good, but he's like a 10th planety guy, so it was a good style matchup. Then when he got beat a couple more times, they found a little bit easier people again Daniel Carey and John De Jesus and Aiden Lee. So, like, they're stepping it up again, which is kind of interesting. The reason I, I circled this fight to be one to talk about is I I sort of wonder if if the amount of people who wrote off Aaron Pico and see Justin Gonzalez's 12-0 and record is going to get us good odds on Pico. I will be legit here. I have no idea where they're going to post this line. Um, I'm mostly just no. keeping an eye on it because I do like Pico in this fight. While I really like Justin Gonzalez and I do think he's a real threat, I think Pico has figured some things out. Um, like he had to learn a lot on the fly and I think he's, he's not what they hyped him up to be, but he's damn good. And I think he's better than Justin Gonzalez here. I'm hoping when this posts, uh, they're high, the books are high on Justin Gonzalez too, because I think getting Pico at a good number here might be possible. But again, I have no idea where they're going to post it. They might post Pico at negative 500. Um, in, in, I, you know, obviously I'm not in on it there, but I, I am, if this winds up being a, a close call.
1: What's what's the highest you would bet him? Do you have a range?
0: I, I don't think I would get in on him higher than, like, I don't know, negative 225. Um, You know, Gonzalez is more legit than that, and plus it stops being, like, a real tempting-looking bet there. Um, Plus yeah. he he's so erratic. Like, you don't know if he's going to win with, like, a dominant finish in four seconds or a submission at the end of the third round or, like, the most boring decision you've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't even like props with Pico, so – um, I, I like Pico to win. I think he's the, if you, you know, gun to your head pick, he's the, it's Aaron, definitely Aaron Pico, but I, I think it's it's all dependent on whether or not this line comes in anywhere near close to even.
1: This is the podcast where a lot of guns get pointed at Dan's head. You're, uh, almost every episode, right? Every episode. <laughs> All right, uh, final fight that Dan wants uh, to uh, for us to break down or, or is worthy to break down, and he wants to give you a pick for, is women's featherweight, Elaine Blankow versus Pam Sorensen. Uh, Blankow, former title challenger in Bellator. Anger fist is her nickname, which it's hard to beat. Um, 14 and 8, 8 knockouts, 1 submission. She's been subbed herself 5 times, so that is her Achilles heel. Five out of eight losses have come via submission. She's 7-4 and four in Bellator. She won the ATKO her last fight. Uh, she used to fight up a weight class at, that would be featherweight. No, actually, I'm sorry. She used to fight at bantamweight. This fight is at, what did I say, featherweight. So yep. she used to fight down a weight class, excuse me. She used to fight at a lower weight class. She was the Storm MMA champ. You a big Storm MMA fan, Dan? I was
0: not. No, I had no <laughs> idea about Storm.
1: It uh, isn't. I
0: know it's in Australia or New Zealand, but oh, that's, yeah, yeah like that's she,
1: she, she's from, yeah, there. She's from yeah. there. Right, right. Uh, she's four and four in, as a pro boxer. She got an inch of reach over Sorensen. Go to Sorensen now. Pam Bam Sorensen. Nine and three. One knockout. One submission. So, if you're picking her, you're probably not going to want to pick her via finish. She's not much of a finisher. She was one and zero in Bellator. Uh, she's won two straight fights in four or five. She was previously in Evicta, where she was their champion, where she went 3-2. and two. She also was the KOTC, King of the Cage champ. She also used to fight down a weight class, so it's pretty much Bantamweight and, and Featherweight are pretty much interchangeable in the women's women's fighting ranks. Uh, she's three years younger, got an inch of height. Uh, who you got in this one?
0: I I'm, I really like this one, and I wanted to talk about this one because I like Arlene Blanco, Uh because I, I think her, she is so much faster than Pam Sorensen, and you mentioned – she does kind of have the the issues with the grappling defense, which is kind of why some people are not super high on her. But first of all, she's lost to some really good women that way, right? Chris Cyborg beat her that way. I mean, Julia Budd did to an extent. Um, Marlos Conan, um, who, who is a fucking legend of the sport, beat her that way. Um, so like, she's got those holes. And I would say Pam Sorensen has those same holes. This this is going to be a boxing match. I like Blenko. And I think, I'm guessing she comes in as a favorite, but probably in like the low 200s. And I I like a bet on her in that range too.
1: All right. So there you have it. So the picks are obviously uh, Chris Cyborg, but there's no point. Well, it depends. We may have some high rollers listen to us. If you're a super high roller, like Superfan Jong, I'm sure is. Uh, and and you have, you have enough of a bankroll? Sure. Take, take Cyborg. It's pretty much easy money. Um, he liked Tyrell Fortune. Uh, preferably via knockout. If if the straight line number is not good enough for you, he likes Aaron Pico, uh, up to about two, minus two twenty five, and he likes Arlene Blankow. Hopefully, what minus two hundred or less, or or you wouldn't take it.
0: Um, I I might still be interested if it leaks into the three hundreds, but like really huh? would would probably want to parlay it or something like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Very very good. So that is our first event, Bellator. Um, will you watch this event, Dan, or bits and pieces of it?
0: bit uh, bits, bits and pieces or highlights on YouTube, one of the two. <laughs> it yeah, shows what, you. Yeah. Dan
1: watches everything. It shows you his opinion on Bellator. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I will, I will definitely watch what we're going to talk about next, which is FA one
1: eighteen, right? FA yeah. one eighteen. You a big FA fan?
0: I, I love LFA, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah up I'm going start watching more of it. It's up there with, like, now Fury FC is kind of sque- squeaking in there. Fury FC, um, CES, um, CES, Fury, LFA, CFFC. Th- those four, are like, can't miss for me.
1: Well, he won't be missing this one. Hey, maybe Superfan John can go to it. It is in his neck of the woods, I think. Burbank, California. It's at the Los Angeles Burbank Marriott Convention Center. We're talking about LFA 118 Legacy Fighting Champion Fighting Alliance. Excuse me, Estrazules uh, versus Aaron. So we're going to break down the main event, which is a lightweight. Surprisingly, it's not a title fight. It seems every every uh, headline fight in LFA is for a vacant title because UFC steals your champs immediately, right?
0: Yeah, usually. Yep.
1: Yeah. So this one is not. This one's just a straight lightweight fight. Uh, Was Tell you Arthur Astra first. He's twelve and five, two knockouts, eight submissions. He's been subbed himself twice. He is two and one over his last three. He lost his last fight. He was in PFL previously, where he went zero and one. He also was in Bellator, where he went one and zero. Um, Tommy Aaron's nickname is the Spaniard. He is nine and five, three knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out himself three times. He's won two straight fights. He's three and zero in LFA. He was zero to two in Bellator. He used to fight uh, weight class down. In the He's five years younger, and he's got two inches to reach. So what can you tell us about this one?
0: So first of all, I will just start by saying I have no idea, and nobody will ever have any idea where they're going to post lines on LFA or how they're going to post lines on LFA. So I, I'm not even going to pretend to tell you, like, the numbers I think are going to exist. But I okay. will tell you straight up, I like Astra, uh okay. in this fight. Tommy Aaron is a guy who kind of just, like, throws really wild, and that's he, it's made him fun to watch, but also – like leaves him open to a lot of shit. And Estra Zulus is like a very swarming, heavy grappler type, who will pin you up against the cage and just wear on you. And he's kind of gotten caught a couple of times grappling against guys who can grapple with him, but I don't think Tommy Aaron is that. So unless Tommy Aaron comes out and like just wings some shots and like flatlines him, I think Estra Zulus will be fine. Um, So much so that I like him again. If it's anywhere under negative 200, I think that that would be playable. Um, And obviously, if he, for some reason, comes in as a dog, which, like I said, I have no idea where these posts, but for me, I I would line him as like a negative 170 favorite, and I would like him in that range.
1: Okay. Do they usually, are the odds usually off a bit in LFA? Is um, Is there a opening to grab some good money? I mean,
0: it's just weird for me when when we talk about LFA lines, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, clearly, you know, so-and-so is a favorite because, you know, they have this backing, and actually the one we're going to talk about next is one, you know, Askar Askar, who was signed by the UFC, didn't wind up fighting due to not being medically cleared and a whole bunch of other things, but, like, a lot of times I think, like, oh, he was signed by the UFC, He was, you know, he's a famous guy, he'll be a favorite, and then the lines come out and he's not, and I'm like, what the hell... And it's not necessarily because they're wrong lines. They're just very unpredictable, I think. Like, the stuff that you would usually dictate, you know, the logic you would usually dictate for lines for UFC or Bellator just don't apply to, like, some of the regional level ones. Like, I don't know if bookies just have a better sense of people's skill at that level or who's giving them the the lines here. But I I do think, uh, yeah, like, I, I think it's harder to tell what the lines are going to start at.
1: Okay, and as Dan said, Askar, Askar is the other fight we're going to break down. Uh, Bantamweight, the co-main event, Askar, Ascar versus Leandro Gomez. Gomez is Pequeno Hulk, which means Little Hulk. Um, he kind of looks like a Little Hulk, too, when you see pictures of him. You can see him painted green. He's totally the Hulk. Um, he is 6-1, and one, two knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. 3-0 and zero in LFA. He's won four straight fights. He used to fight up at uh, Featherweight. This one is at Bantamweight. Um, and then Askar Askar, uh, briefly, it was uh, scheduled for fighting the UFC before it fell through, as Dan said. AK47 is a nickname. He's 11-2 and two with five knockouts, one submission. He's, both of his losses have come to be a knockout. He's 2-1 and one in LFA. He's gone loss-win-loss loss over his last three fights. Uh, um, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, he's got TKO'd in his very last fight. He also used to fight up a weight class. He's three years younger. What are you thinking in this one?
0: I think that – so like I said, hard to tell what the lines are going to be because I would imagine Askar. Askar comes in as a favorite as somebody who the UFC signed, had to fight Cody Stamen and then didn't get medically cleared. I think he'd be a favorite here, and I actually don't like him in this fight. I like Leandro Gomes. Uh, So if, like, Gomes comes in as a dog here, jump on it quick. That's a a pick for me. He fights like a Hulk. Um, He throws – bombs constantly and at you know in some ways like when we talk about Tommy Aaron that would be a concern right like because he's not playing enough defense but also he's got both a great chin and if if somebody tries to take him down he has excellent jiu-jitsu like very good black belt jiu-jitsu out of Leandro Gomes I've seen him hit a knee bar and it was one of the nastiest looking knee bars and that came after he just like swung wildly the other thing you will see about this man too is he's got some weird reach like really weird reach like if you just look at a picture of him uh it looks like he can like itch his kneecaps without bending at the the waist um it's like go to topology and just look at the picture of him because you'll get a little bit of a sense of it um although like watching a youtube fight of him would probably do better but um yeah he's like a lot of fun to watch he trains out of king's mma he beat Yuma horuchi who i am pretty high on as well I think he's just going to go out there throw bombs um, and, and definitely take Askar Askar out of his game.
1: And hopefully he is an underdog on the board, and you can uh, make some cash on that. So that's, that's two fights we're going to break down on LFA, and then we you got you with what four on Bellator. So there you go, super fans like Jong, um, you have your fix before we. That's actually your, give That's you the your fix.
0: contender series without it being contender series.
1: Exactly. You just have to wait till Friday to, to cash your cash your checks. Um, cash, cash your bets. All right. That's enough. That's enough talking for one night for you people. Everyone uh, go to bed. Um, in the meantime, we, like I said, we'll be back on Wednesday. In the meantime, read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and at mma-manifesto.com. Um, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast feed yet, make sure you do that, MMA Gambling Podcast feed, and then you will get this podcast the second it drops rather than waiting a day or two for it to go out on the main SGPN feed uh, and make sure you follow us on twitter and give us more compliments uh, as as all our lovely fans have been doing Um uh, much appreciated jeff fox writer and he is gumby vreeland anything else we need to tell him before wednesday nah. vreeland
0: Nah, you hit it all
1: all right that's good um what nicknames are we going to sign off with tonight hmm, i'll be i guess i'll go back to juicy jeff i'm juicy jeff what do you want to be tonight dan
0: Let's uh, let's stick with Gumby.
1: <laughs> He's he is Gumby Vreeland, and we will be back on Wednesday. Bye bye.